great day to talk Sun Devil football. Welcome to Arizona State Football Insider. I'm your host, Rob Penn, and as always, accompanied by Sun Devil Royalty, J.R. Revin, Juan Roque. Last week, our Sun Devils lost to the Cougars of Washington State 28-18. Our boys fell short after battling back in the second half. Hey, the defense had trouble slowing down that Washington State offense, especially coming out the gate, Juan. What was your take on the game? Well, for those that don't know, the trip to Pullman is never fun for a visiting team. It's it's a very tedious road trip. Uh, you got to fly into Lewiston, Idaho, and then it's about an hour and a half bus ride to Moscow, Idaho, and then it's another twenty minute ride into Pullman, Washington, because there ain't no damn hotels in Pullman, so you got to stay in Idaho. So it's not a fun trip. So to go into a place like that in the Palouse and be able to execute on all cylinders. You got to be focused. You got to you got to be ready. You got to be intense. You got to have all those things ready to go, and you got to be hair trigger ready to uncork it on the Cougars from the get go because they have that advantage every time. It's a tedious road trip and all all that all those things that 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 I just mentioned. In this particular game, I felt that uh, the intensity level just wasn't there, and we could point it for a lot of different reasons. But you know, we we interviewed two great young men last week. And you got the sense that there, there was maybe a little bit of pep in their step and, and that things were maybe going in that direction. But that's football sometimes where it may seem like it's going that way, but then you go into a game and you get into a situation where it's just not happening. Um, and that's just the Pac-12. On any given Saturday in the Pac-12, the worst team can beat the best team. We've seen it happen. We saw it happen last week in uh, Westwood over there in the Rose Bowl. So in this particular game, I just feel that the intensity wasn't there from the start. Washington State pretty much ran and threw at will. And to me, that uh, is just an indictment that defense wasn't ready to stop them. And we talked about that last week, that they had to stop that Cougar offense. And they had to be able to move the chains on on, on, on our offense. And it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. Juan, the slow starts, that's pretty much been playing us the last three weeks. What do you? What is the cause of, the, of that slow starts? Uh, obviously, we're making adjustments at halftime and coming out and able to score on these on these defenses. What do you see? Uh, what do you see is the the catalyst to that slow start? And what about that defense? You know, I'm just going to come out and say, guys, get, say, guys, it, it's the, to me the slow starts is just lack of mental prepare, preparedness. You're, you're mentally not keyed in. You're you're not wired in, ready to start fast, play fast. You know, do the things that you need to do at a high level at a high speed. And, you know, we were guilty of that in 96 as well. We got down 28-0 on UCLA. But then we picked it up. We were able to come back because we had the talent to do that. When you're a team like ASU and you don't have the talent to be able to overcome those holes mm -hmm. and be able to put the ball in a J.R. Redmond's hands or in Jake Plumber throwing to Keith Poole or our defense coming up with that big fumble, when you don't have that, you got to start fast. You have to be able to pounce on a team and you got to be able to show intensity and you got to be able to start dominating them from the first snap. We didn't do that. They physically dominated us from the first snap. So to me, mental the mental preparedness was not there. Do I think Wazoo was a 28-point better team than us in the first half? I don't think so. I think when when we were, you know, head-to-head -head and we played them in the second half where we did match the intensity, you saw what we were capable of. But that was too little too late. 28 nothing hole when your quarterback gets hurt and you're – Second string quarterback, in this case, was Emory Jones comes in and he's missing reads. He's not throwing the ball where it needs to go. It, it's just one of those recipes for disaster, and that's what we saw. Last week, uh, them putting up 50 on us uh, and us being down 18 at the half. This week, you know, us going down 28 nothing at the half. 
you know, those are major holes to dig yourself out of. Uh, what should we, what do we need to do different offensively coming out? Is it the scheme, the game plan, or what do you think it is? I'm going to give them a mulligan on this one, bro, because your quarterback goes out, you know, Borgay was, was, was had kind of the swagger. He was the guy, he got anointed the starter and then he gets hurt. Now in comes Emory Jones. And it seems like the offense was discombobulated a little bit with Jones under center. And I think that's a lot because the game planning wasn't catered to his strengths. It was catered to Borgay's strengths. So now you got to almost reinvent the game plan on the fly. So what takes four or five days to implement and get ready through practice and meetings, you got to do it in minutes. And you got to do it in a halftime. And again, the second half, they settled down. We saw Emory Jones is capable of playing at a high level in certain spurts, but then he's also capable of making some bad mistakes and some bad throws and bad decisions with the football. So to me, it's just a matter of, you know, being able to prepare for anything. And in football, that's that's what happens. You, you're going to have that unexpected calamity happen. And it's the teams that are able to overcome that quickly that are able to succeed. We just don't have those 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 parts in place right now. Because, you know, Borgay's never started before this year. Emory Jones barely got here from Florida. So we don't have guys that have been around the program a long time right now in the most important positions. And that's never going to end well when uh, someone goes down in uh, with injury. And then the next guy's expected to take it over when he hasn't prepared. Hey, now let's take this opportunity to go back down memory lane, Juan. Let's speak about the time <laughs> when the t- <laughs> your, your year is playing Oregon State. Tell us about that rivalry and how you guys uh, came out on top of that. You know, the Beavers is just, it was just a team that you just had trouble with. Oregon State always has had that about them. They, they, they give you trouble. Even when they were 1-10 and 10 and they were running the darn wishbone and, you know, they ran that crazy 3-4-3 um, three, three defense um, or 3-3-5 three, three, defense that uh, the voodoo defense, you know, that, that they, they, they put that into fame back in the 90s. Okay. They always had that thing about them where they just give you problems. And you, to beat Oregon State, you, you had to play at a high level. You had to almost play mistake-free because every year they upset somebody. Th- that was them. That, that was their mantra. That was their mojo is they're going to they're gonna unseat somebody. They're going to they're gonna upset somebody. And we were on the receiving end of one of those in 93, which was difficult to swallow where they're running that darn wishbone and they, they, they beat us up in Corvallis. And, you know, in 1996, you know, they gave us a run farm and we beat them 29-15, I believe. But that was a difficult game because, again, Oregon State always just gives you problems. They're just that team that annoys the hell out of you. They just annoy you. That's who the Beavers are. They're just an annoying bunch. And if you're not ready to play them, they're going to hit you in the mouth and they're going to embarrass you. Well, I'll tell you this much. They're not coming in 1-10 this year. You know, this is the number 25 <laughs> ranked Oregon, yes. Oregon State Beavers. You know, 7-3 uh, overall, man, who's been beating some pretty good teams soundly. You know, what, will me, what, 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 what must we do to slow down – this offense with the freshman Ben Goberson coming in, they're pretty explosive, man. Well, we're just going to get back to what we talked about before. They have to play defense, and they're going to have to be ready to make them punt. You can't leave that offense on the floor for long on the, on the floor on the field for long periods of time because if they're able to move that chain on you, they're good at ball control offense. That's what they do, and they also can score in a hurry. So they can play either offense. They can slow it down and run the ball and and, and pick and, and dink and dunk, or they can throw deep and score quick. So for me, Donnie Henderson has a tall task this year, the 25th ranked team in the country. We've done okay against ranked teams. We, we've given them a run for their money. A couple we got blown out by, which, you know, that happens. But I really think that if they go in there on Saturday and they play a game, they can pull another upset like with Washington and, you know, get some semblance of pride before the, the big week next week. But it's going to be a tall order, and it's going to start on defense.
Offense, we know we can move the ball. We got Zazavian. We got we got Daniel Ngata. You know, we we got we got some receivers that are starting to kind of come around with Badger. And um, you know, we uh, interviewed. I, I his name escapes right now. But you know, we, we got some we got some Conyers obviously at tight end. So we got some pieces in place on offense where we can keep up with the score. We got to be able to stop somebody. We got to get a turnover. We got to get interception. We got to get a fumble. We got to get pressure on the quarterback. Without those things, we're going to get into another situation where we can get down early, and we're not a team that's built to come back from behind. No, not at all. And like I say, this team is just as, just as explosive. You know, uh, what makes us believe that we won't be down 21, you know, going into the half? You know, right. on, the off- on the offensive side, like you were saying, our strategy has been go through, go through validate. You know, at the same time, these teams have been kind of adjusting and keying on validate. What should the game plan be for our offense to really, you know, offset that? You got to open it up. You have to open it up. So they have to figure out a way to get the ball in Conyers' hands, get the ball in Badger's hands, get the ball in – what was the, I can't think of Geo the kid's Geo name. Sanders. Geo, Geo. That, <laughs> there. So Geo, got to get the ball to Geo. If you find a way to get them the ball and get them involved in the offense so that they can play honest defense, then – Feeds the Zavian, feed the monster, feed Ngata, get 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 them get those 10, 12, 15 yard runs. But if they're lining up eight, nine in the box, daring you to throw and you can't throw, yes. guess what? You have a long afternoon, man. You're gonna be three yards, two yards. Now you're third and three, you're third and four. And then when you gotta throw, they're just gonna blitz you and come at you. And it's just gonna make for a long afternoon. So they really need to find a way to open it up a little bit, make them play backwards, play, make them, make them cover you, make them cover your guys and then give the feed the rock to us as Avian. But if you're run heavy relying and they're able to, again, line up those eight, nine guys daring you to throw and you can't throw, you're not going to throw. And now all of a sudden your run game is going to have a hell of a time when you only got five linemen, <laughs> you got five linemen and you got maybe a fullback blocking nine dudes. It ain't going to happen. I don't care if you're the Dallas Cowboys can't block nine guys. <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning in once again to Arizona State Football Insiders. See you next week. Go Devils. <laughs> thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.